0: Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys Podcast. My name is Sanji. with me is Kyle. How are you doing, boy? Uh,
1: doing better than Man City today.
0: You know, I was going to ask you, what's worse, watching a nil-all draw between Manchester United and Newcastle United losing to me
1: or Liverpool winning? Mm, Liverpool winning, I don't really care about. Like that's, I mean, I know you didn't see the game, but I think that that was a spirited display, um, and it was res- and was a result that they needed to pick up the fans. Um, losing to you also kind of meh, whatever. Uh, I'd say watching that nil-nil draw was kind of the worst, just because I think the ref was absolute garbage more than Ring. anything else. Yeah, on average, refs have been garbage
0: recently, right?
1: No, but this ref was really biased, really, really um, not calling fouls for United, calling the Newcastle fouls and playing into their shenanigans. It felt like every foul they got, the players were just rolling around, laying on the floor, taking a nap and chilling. And United couldn't buy a foul, man.
0: Yeah, unless you're us and you're getting all the luck in the world. Well, don't
1: get me started on you guys. <laughs> it's like, oh, Chilwell just comes in studs up. What, what, what is that? Uh, a red card? No. Tiago Silva, last man challenge. What is that? A red card? No. <laughs> what is this? Uh, anyways, um, welcome to the podcast.
0: Uh, Ross is not here, so we're gonna have to do socials and stuff like that, right? Um, so I'll plug that right here.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B. on Discord
0: in the Draft PL channel, Banta boys, hashtag six five eight five on Reddit. You backslash Banta underscore Boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud,
1: and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys.
0: Okay, uh, so. If you don't mind, uh, you know, listening to us and following us everywhere, drop a little five stars, you know, drop a little love here and there, slide into the newly formed Discord. We might have to update those socials, actually. Um, so you can, you know, join the party, the Banzer Boys party. Um, so if you're new to this podcast, welcome. We cover everything fan tracks related. Uh, so typically how we run this podcast is, you know, we have two halves, two categories each, but because it's quick time, like, Quick time turnaround or whatever. Um, the game week is starting back on Tuesday, so we're going to keep things pretty concise. Um, so, for this episode, what we're going to do first off is run through the picks. Um, we'll take our half time pints, and then in the second half, we'll run through a couple of questions that we got from our Twitter and Discord, um, and then just kind of casually scrape through the data dump and see where we can get. Uh, hopefully, we don't end up doing another Lord of the Rings movie-length podcast. Uh, we're going to just aim for an hour, so uh, sit back, enjoy, and you know, hopefully it helps you win your game week. Or you know, just fucking shit ass entertainment. That's what we're mostly here for. Just the bands.
1: Y- you know what's funny though is that by the time they're actually looking at it, they already know how long it actually was. <laughs> also, your phone is buzzing, man. Your phone is buzzing. Yo, um, it's people, mo- don't wanna, the people don't want to. People don't want to hear your buzzing in their
0: background. You know, it's so funny that you said that because Alex messaged me in my DMs a few weeks ago. He's like, dude, I heard your phone buzzing uh, in the background for one of the podcasts. You're so popular. I'm like, bro, it's not even that. I'm just like, because I work on weekends, right? Evening. So I'm like literally just catching up on messages. Like I'm responding in the tube when I have no service. And as soon as I get out, you get spammed with like a million messages for me. Yeah, you're too popular. There you go. That's the moral <laughs> story. <You're> too popular. <laughs> Weird game week, but yeah, let's look forward, man. Game week twelve, blank game week twelve, I should say, right? Uh, no Arsenal, no Man City, the top two teams in the EPL. Um, so let's kick things off with our Tuesday fixtures, looking at the Brighton and Forest games. Um, so Kyle, you would have made these picks, so I'm gonna let you pick. Um, home or away? Mm, I'll do away this week. All right, so we're looking at Brighton fixtures. Um, I heard my boy Matoma got injured, by the way. He did. No. Oh.
1: So it seems like he will be missing the next game. That's sucks. or really it will sucks. be too 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 quick of a turnaround for him, it seems like. That really sucks. Um I really enjoyed uh suggesting
0: him because I picked him up in our banter bash league. I didn't play him because I mean he played forty five minutes, I'm assuming in the second half, right? Yeah, um, he came
1: on for a stupinion.
0: Well, I mean, I guess then it only makes sense to suggest his um the guy that he replaced is stupid man um it almost sounds like a stupid though but he's a good player he's not bad right um yeah uh he's currently what averaging what is he averaging no he got 7.75 points does that make sense yes that makes sense 0. 0.25 yep. scoring categories um yep that's pretty good for 45 minutes
1: Yeah, and I mean, that game was Friday, the Friday early kickoff, or early game week kickoff, so I didn't even bother to watch it, but I mean, to put up 7.75 in the first half, and then Matoma subbed on for him at halftime, and got (laughs) 8, it's like, the combination of 15 is a pretty decent haul, right? Yeah,
0: for sure. Did, um... I'm trying to like now like keep track of it. Uh, when were the goals scored in that? I'm trying to scroll scroll across. Did he concede any goals in that as well?
1: Uh, or who Estupinan or yeah, he conceded uh, one yep. goal as well? Yeah, wow. I think they conceded it first half.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty good. I definitely do like that shout. Um, He definitely has some go-season in him. He might be a bit nailed now moving forward. So 41% owned? Yeah, I would say he's definitely worth a pickup, man. This is a Nottingham Forest team that basically doesn't know how to play together and score goals.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if their lineup is nailed. So jumping ahead to their picks. If their lineup is nailed, I would assume that Emmanuel Dennis keeps his uh, starting spot. Uh, coming off a back-to-back starts, he lasted 69 minutes in the uh, game on the weekend. Of course, he didn't score, but he scored in the game before that. And, I mean, overall, he is a proven scorer at this level, uh, having scored, what, 10 goals for Watford. Um, so from that perspective, it, it should be an interesting game. You would expect that Brighton still destroys them. Um, so if people have Nottingham Forest defenders and Dean Henderson, you probably would not recommend them. But, uh, yeah, I think if Dennis is starting, I think that would be the shout at 18% owned.
0: So the thing is, though, like Bryson, um, under the Zerbi, he hasn't won a game yet. Um, which, I, I, I don't know, like, after getting that 3-3 draw versus Liverpool, you thought they'd really kick on from there, right? And get all these goals, and he's talking about wanting to score more goals. I mean, would you maybe play any other lowly-owned Brighton defenders against Forrest? Would you risk that?
1: Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Yeah, I think when it comes to the Brighton defense, I I'm still a little bit scared. I don't think that they've been necessarily, like... Solid. So, from that perspective, yeah. Short answer: No. I mean, Robert Sanchez is sixty-four percent on. Maybe you won't go that route, but even looking at Sanchez, he hasn't uh, what he hasn't hauled double digits since August. So, from that perspective, their defense doesn't really give me a lot of confidence. Um, so I would be staying away from them. I think they have an abundance of midfielders and, uh. Some attacking options, but the attacking options obviously in uh, Welbeck are highly owned. Um, and Trossard, Gross, McAllister, they're all over 80%. So, from that perspective, it's either you go like Caicedo, Estupidan, or nothing <laughs> is my <laughs> thought, right? I'm like looking through yeah. your list. It's like yeah. Mitoma was a good under radar shout. I guess if you had to go really under radar, like yeah. based on who's just getting minutes, maybe Lolana. Um, yeah, he put Maybe. up six point
0: five this gaming, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: so that would be sort of a pecking order that I would recommend. Yeah, I and I still like
0: Gibbs White, um, just under fifty percent owned, right? Um, so still on all sets pieces, ninety minutes. I feel like he could still be central to whatever Nottingham Forest do. All right, let's move on to the next game on the Tuesday: Crystal Palace versus Wolves. Uh, so for Crystal Palace, we've got a few players here. Uh, Edward, 41% owned, uh, Mark Gwehi, 21% owned, and Ward, at 2% owned. I'm assuming we have Crystal Palace defenders because Wolves also don't know how to score, unless it's a set piece or from outside the box, you know, Q Ruben, Ruben Neves. Neves. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. I mean then then I mean we might as well suggest like Tyreek Mitchell,
1: twenty one percent owned as well, right? Yeah, Tyreek Mitchell doesn't give me a lot of confidence and doesn't <laughs> get a lot of ghosties though, right? Yeah, so that's true. That's a risk. Uh with Mitchell. That is definitely true.
0: Yeah, um, but Edward seems to have gotten a chance of starting role. so my problem is though i think i would go more so with the defense than the attack because i still think wolves have a better defense
1: than they do have an attack right yeah that's trust the crystal palace defenders that's fair i mean another shot on the palace side would be jordan ayu he's one of these players that people don't like but honestly He puts in a shift, right? Um, Yeah. It doesn't always translate into points, which is a big red flag. Uh, So his floor is literally one point. Uh, (laughs) He played that entire Leicester game, nil-nil draw, and hauled one point. I really expected more from them versus Leicester, man. Yeah, I think you and me and everyone both... (laughs) Like everybody expected more, and then all you see trending was Zaha and Madison. Like, literally, there was a trend on Twitter that was just Zaha and Madison. Bro, I honestly felt bad for Madison because in all my
0: social groups, everyone is just like, fuck Madison, he got a yellow card in the last minute, what a bastard. I'm like, yo, this these guys are on social media, man, like y'all should I ease know. up on these people, th- th- yo. Th- I know, this is
1: real This is real life for these guys, yeah, yeah. Is, they're, not, they're not playing it for fantasy, right?
0: A hundred percent, man. I mean, you gotta oh, put out man.
1: the good energy so they come back and give you points, you know? Uh, I know. I mean, if it was to shift to Wolves, the energy is... Well, the energy on their Twitter was really good. Um, they <laughs> With had the to clap, they had to clap back against Nottingham Forest. <laughs> oh, yeah, that but, was so good. But yeah, like you look at their actual options, I think it's very sparse. Um, uh, Mutino at 35% was the one that jumped out as most interesting. Like, fine wine, I mean, man. Yeah, I mean, a quick turnaround will be interesting to see if he can last or True. if he will start and then ultimately yeah. go. A full 90. So, of course, that's the rotation risk that that presents. Uh, If not, I mean, coming off of Crystal Palace being mute or muted in that Leicester draw, um, this game could play out being exactly the same as that Crystal Palace Leicester game. And if that is the result, then the defenders aren't bad shouts. They have a couple of defenders. Of course, Nathan Collins is still suspended. So, Johnny is at 49%. Tati, who's come in, and uh, last week I was like, who is this guy? Um, he's at literally, what, 2-3% owned? Yeah. And he hauled 13.25 in the last game. Of course, that was inclusive with the clean sheet, but um, solid contributions. He had a key pass, um, a tackle one, uh, nine clearances, two aerials. So from that perspective, not a terrible display, right?
0: So I heard on a different podcast or some other, I guess, football channel that it's toti, not totti, and I
1: had to be like, pause. Okay, sure. (laughs) Phonetically, I mean, you know, what's funny is because I look at it and then I'm like, t o t. I my brain actually puts t o t t i instead of T-O-T-I. So there you go, Toti.
0: We'll go with Toti. Yeah. um, Only Caribbean people will get that joke. But anyways, let's move on to the Wednesday games. Um, So there's four games that's kicking off at the same time uh, before the fifth one. Uh, So Bournemouth vs. Southampton is the one we're going to look at. So... (sighs) What's to say about Southampton boy? I again, I was surprised that they got a one-all draw. In fact, they scored first versus West Ham, who I thought was picking up form. They had like I think four wins on the bounce. Um but yeah, I mean Southampton get being a bit resilient, keeping Hassan Hoodle's job, but Bournemouth, again, another win. Kyle, they're going to do it,
1: you know. <laughs> I, I know. I I called it. Uh, that's all I say. I called it. Um <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. if they're, if they're going to do what you say they're going to do, uh,
0: we'd suggest Tavernier, 25% own. Jefferson Lerma, 8% own, who ended up getting the goal w- for the Solanke assist. And Ryan Christie, 6% own, is one of the guys I was saying to kind of look out for because he has started to come back into the team and is putting up good ghost points, man. Um, And I think I had pipped Ryan Christie ahead of Marcus Tavernier, in fact. um grand christie scoring eight tavernier scoring 6.5 in the default scoring obviously is what we kind of look at um but yeah I, I think i like the the look at these guys moving forward um other than that maybe a defender because i still am not sure southampton then again i have to catch up on highlights and i've not done my eye test yet so
1: fair warning if i say something that's out of timing you know so let me so let me fact check you then they didn't yep. actually win the game they Mitrovic got Oh, a goal. yeah. <laughs> Listen, still undefeated. Yes, yes. yes. They still didn't undefeated. lose. They didn't lose. They haven't lost. But haven't yes, lost. Mitrovic is helped. back. Mitrovic is back. So, yeah. So, that definitely... Um, I, I agree with your with, with your point of view there. I think Christie over Tavernier and Lerma seems like the most appealing at this point to me. Um, yeah. Of course, right now, and we were having that running joke of players over 50%. It was only Solanke on that team for a longest while. Well. We were shouting this for the last literally five game weeks that <laughs> you had your choice of picks. Uh and yeah. Philip Billing was sitting there and now he is hauling and he's in all of my teams. So yeah. I am reaping those rewards yeah. um of having that conviction and sticking through it. Uh literally double digit hauls in for the last five games. So literally keeping me afloat. <laughs> um so yeah, Ryan Christie might be next one under your radar. I think his floor is a little bit lower, uh mm-hmm. maybe like six to seven, I would assume for him. But uh yeah, he looks nailed in the starting lineup and consistent as well. Uh switching to Southampton, you already spoke about it. They save Fast Hoodle his job, but in reality they're still not appealing. <laughs> um yeah. I guess this is a longer conversation for when we do a full pod. Maybe I should write in and put Q&A into the sheet. But yeah. how long does James Ward's, James Pro stay at this club? That's a longer conversation Boy. for a different day. A yeah. longer conversation for a different day. But yeah. you definitely feel for managers. And I'm surprised managers haven't written in to ask about him because he looks bang average in whatever system and whatever um, – Role he's playing in with this team at this point, right? So outside of him and Che Adams, everybody else is under 50% owned. Going into this game, Bournemouth actually still not having like ridiculous firepower, but finding a knack of scoring. I wouldn't want to recommend their defenders like holistically. I think Joe Rebo as a mid or a creative mid is probably the best shout Um, at 25% owned, the only problem, not only problem, but he doesn't finish games. That's the only thing. Um, so you hope that for as long as he's on the pitch that he actually puts up something or if he comes off the bench that he does something. So that'd be the thing to look out for with him. And then, although I wouldn't shout their defense holistically, I think that Salasu looks like a tempting option. I think he is ghosted pretty well. Yeah, um I agree. And he's still at eleven percent owned. So, if you're looking for someone, based on lineups, because that's going to obviously be the thing with a quick turnaround, is how, uh, how many players do you have that actually start, <laughs> or how many Arsenal and City assets are you trying to replace, or maybe you aren't trying to replace them. So, uh, yeah, best buying for but, uh, you're probably going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel. And Salisu's not a bad shout. Definitely over Perot. I think Perros' attacking return was not pr- predictable. Um, yeah. So I would say Salasu. And then, like, last shout might be Elianusi. He was definitely a shout early in the season. Um, But he hasn't been consistently playing. So he might be one that if you see the name on the team sheet, like you gravitate towards. But, yeah, running order, Joe Rebo, then Salasu, then maybe Elianusi. Yeah,
0: what's crazy is Romain Perrot got the goal, but scored less than what you're supposed to get.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) he got the goal and got less than (laughs) Salisu.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you look back at like Salisu's performance. I think when they conceded the four goals, uh, to Man City, he got negative one point two five. Yeah, sure, it's a shit score, but that's a negative eight right there. So he put up six
1: point seven five. To kind of counteract it,
0: is that how you kind of look at it? I guess.
1: Yeah, that's it. To yeah. net it out or to net out the goals conceded, he was still out there ghosting, man. So yeah, it, and I think it, he's
0: more nailed than the other two attackers because Hassan hudel is always going to rotate shit in that midfield. I find.
1: Yeah, Salisu is nailed. I mean, I didn't follow up, and I don't see Bella Kachap as red flag, but I know in the in the middle of the game there was commentary or a, a message talking about like Bella Kachap being down yeah, because sucked. of Rich. Yeah. yeah, because originally the thought was like, oh, like Salasu was injured, um. But yeah, I don't know what the actual state of that injury is. So, uh, you would imagine that Salasu, well, Salasu is nailed regardless. Like his like regular defensive partner at this point is Bella Kachap, and then Kaleta Carr or uh or Chaleta Carr, I Don't know how to pronounce it. Came oh, Kaleta in. Kaleta Char, Kaleta <laughs> Char. Sorry, that's actually probably what it is. Probably. I don't um. Know. Yeah, he came on obviously to replace Bella Kachap, right? Yeah.
0: All right, uh next game, Brentford versus Chelsea. Uh London derby in a sense. Um yeah, uh so there's one asset written down here, Janelt at 14% owned. I'm not sure what to expect from Brentford. Like they look shut on the road, strong at home. Chelsea's just riding their luck at the moment. I mean, speaking honestly as a fan, <laughs> like um I, I don't know if we're like genuinely, you know, scoring goals that I've read in the because even the goals against um Villa um this game week, Ming's got an assist for Mount's first goal. And then Mount scored a worldie for I, which a lot of people are giving shit to Mar- uh, Emiliano Martinez for his positioning um for that set piece. So maybe, I don't know, Brentford's defense has a chance because I still think Pinnock is a good shout at 40% owned as well. Uh, I still think he has decent ghost potential. I'm not really going to touch anyone else. Um, Yeah, because uh, like Ayer and Henry, I think their floor is absolute shit. Um, Yeah,
1: I I, I don't think other than Janelt or uh, Pinnock who to suggest. So would you be looking to add Pinnock and stash him for the Aston Villa game next weekend? Oh, I wish I could captain him in fan tracks. (laughs) I was going to say, or would you actually just play him? Would you play him in the Chelsea game?
0: Um, if I'm like, well, it depends on your team structure, right? If, and it's a very early game into the game as well, right? So unless you've already, you know, maybe played out your Brighton defense or your Wolves defense, let's say, um, and you're kind of shut out a luck for options because a lot of the good defenses that are playing... Um, Like, let's say Spurs, for example, you'd expect regular clean sheets from them. They're playing Manchester United, right? City aren't playing this game week. Arsenal aren't playing this game week. So, maybe you kind of take a punt just because Chelsea aren't free-flowing attack right now? I think it's worth it.
1: Just just because you're star for options, or rather, just because you're not playing matchups and top six versus the rest, you actually are doing what you should do every single week and just look for the actual best players. Yeah. 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 That makes sense.
0: What yeah, about I mean, Chelsea? yeah, I was
1: going to say, if we shift gears to Chelsea, I don't think that there's very many options, but the same kind of theory or that same thought process holds. I think Chalaba is still grossly underowned. where, of course, we don't know if there's going to be a ton of chop and change, but yeah. I don't think Chelsea has a lot of defenders at this point. When you do look at the defenders that Chelsea has, the old ones are probably the ones that are more likely to be rotated than the youngest of the bunch <laughs> yeah. in Chalaba. Um, so, from that perspective, you would imagine that he's nailed. Um, I know Kukurela or Kukurea got subbed at halftime. Um, I mean Havertz and Kulabali Koulib- like came on, right? So yeah, Aspi came on as well. Or Aspi, so a yeah, good shout. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because. I did not watch the game or I didn't watch, I wasn't watching the game at that point. So I don't know if there was like something tactically that Potter was looking for, or if Mm -hmm. he was actually just keeping an eye ahead to the next game. Yeah. So that from, (laughs) so we might go into the next game and end up with the same situation where Chalaba plays the whole game and like the old guys just rotate. Uh, Tiago Silva, of course played the full 90. So maybe Tiago Silva gets rotated. Right. So, I mean, even if you start one of these players, like, Best bang for buck. Um, I I still think it might be like at least in the under fifty percent own. So that's Chalaba, as P. Um, it's only those two, right? Yeah, it's only yeah. those two that are under fifty uh, percent. With it, yeah, yeah. So from that perspective, it's Chalaba over as P. Um, and then maybe Kovacic at like thirty three percent or Loftus Cheek, but I would lean on the defense first.
0: Yeah. yeah, it'll be a it'll be an interesting game for sure. Alright, uh next game, a Liverpool versus West Ham. You know, I, I really thought Liverpool won the shitter after they started um the goat himself, James Milner and right back versus Man City. But they kept a fucking clean sheet, man. So <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> um I saw Trent
1: as well came on as a sub in the second half. So He came on literally uh in stoppage time. Oh. He came on literally like the ninetieth minute or whatever. Yeah, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Um, so then, Konati's
0: injured, Matip is injured. Um, that means Joe Gomez is in the fold. We're going to talk about
1: the other Gomez now, this time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thought... the, thing, the thing with Joe Gomez, though, is, and the thing with Liverpool is, it'll be interesting to see how they recover from this game. Because yeah. they put in a full shift. Yeah. It was hard slogging. Hard slogging. I mean,
0: the the one of the reasons that I might give Liverpool the tip to kind of win this fixture, let's say, or get a result from this fixture, is home advantage, right? That home crowd, that Anfield crowd, must give them a boost of energy. But at the same time, you know, West Ham, I'm sure, are disappointed with their result versus Southampton, right? And they're probably going to try and gun for some kind of result as well. So, I mean, you might get away with Gomez,
1: but his floor is shit, so... I mean, yeah, that's fair. I don't yeah. believe that um I don't believe well, I don't believe that they could top the home advantage that they had on like well we're recording today. Yeah. The oh game wait, time. The game was earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sunday night, seven thirty PM. Um yeah. but yeah, the home field advantage that they had against City, how fired up Klopp and the players were getting the crowd. I don't think that they'll get them what?
0: Klopp got a red card. He's not even going to be on the sideline for this game.
1: Oh, did he? I missed that entirely. Yeah, bro. I'm pretty sure I saw oh. that somewhere. Oh, I entirely missed that. <laughs> I was too busy. I mean...
0: Yeah, Klopp yeah. got a red card. So he's not even... Gonna, that. Surely that plays a role? Does it?
1: Well, it probably will. There you go. So <laughs> definitely he will not be winding them up on the sidelines. Either the players or the, or the uh, supporters. So from that perspective... That would be interesting. I mean, if we shift gears to West Ham, I don't think that they also have a lot of options in attack. When you look at their actual options, they're all wholly on or highly on, And their defense was chopped and changed. So I do agree with you that because their defense was changed, Zuma, Dawson, both out. I mean, Dawson was a dead leg, so you would assume that he could be back. Um, But he didn't make the squad at all for the game. So that was Mm. a little bit of a concern. (laughs) I think the options would be interesting in defense. I think Sufal is at 36%. um, Carer is still there at 12%. Those were the top two. I would stay away from Emerson. Take it from me. Take it from me as the person who was dumb enough to take it. (laughs) Like I don't know why. I added think you're him. unlucky though. Uh, being sub- no, I didn't need to add minute. him though. No, yeah. but I didn't need to I didn't need to add him. Like whatever. Yeah. Emerson is bait. Don't fall for the bait. Um <laughs> I'd say go Sufal first and then Kerr. I would imagine that um yeah, Sufal is a better option than Kerr unless Kerr is playing at wing back. That would be the caveat. I think we realize that Kerr is very dependent on where he actually plays for his potential to haul. So yeah, those would be shouts, but I would stay away from them in this game because I think that they're better, but they're still weak. And if they need to rely on Declan Rice and Cresswell and Suchek, then I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alright,
0: let's go on to the next game then. Newcastle versus Everton. Uh We've got long stuff written down here, 6% owned. And Lord Voldemort was on the
1: bench? What? Yo, Sh- Sh- John Joe Shelby's back, man.
0: That's amazing. I, I Like, John Joe, like, on his day, is a solid Fantrax asset, but he also, I feel, boosts the value of his other midfielders, like Bruno Guimarães. As a Bruno Guimarães owner, I'd be really excited to see that news.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think in the grand scheme of things, um, him being back like should, uh, well, if he comes back and retains or gains a starting spot, right? Cause you think about it is that they have been unlucky with injuries. And yeah, I think we boy, talked yeah. about this last week where I don't think we know what their full starting 11 could look like. I think they even had an injury scare, which Fabian Shire in this game early on when he slid off like the hazardous old Trafford, um, whatever you want to call it, slope um, <laughs> off the pitch. Because yeah. Ca- Old Trafford is weird where, like, you run out of space and then it is, like, this decline into, yeah. like, a gutter.
0: Like a ravine. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, which is a freaking hazard. But I don't know why this, yeah, this has never been fixed. Um, but, yeah, he. I think he tweeted after game or posted some comment that he was good. But the news came out, obviously, that Maximan still is out. And has a setback. And Isak is out now as well. He had a setback. So he's out till after the World Cup. So, (laughs) yeah, they are still going to be in this state of reliance on Callum Wilson as long as he is healthy. And then Joelinton Ellington and Almiron, Joe Willock, they all still need to be creative. And, I mean, Jake Murphy and Ryan Fraser and it's all hands on deck, right? And I think they've definitely shown that they are top table, top top half of the table club. But to be able to make that leap into the top four, top six, you would imagine that they can't do it unless they get everybody back and get settled into a dependable uh, formation and uh, rotation in the squad itself. So all that to say, Shelby coming back is one piece. And hopefully that helps. But. I think their assets remain rotation and injury risk given their luck at this point, right? So, before we move on to Everton's assets, i got a question.
0: Um, let, I mean, we're blessed in the sense our league has IR spots, but other leagues don't sometimes, right? If yep. you're an ASM owner, if you're a Reese James owner, I know we went past Chelsea. What are you doing with these injured assets? Are you ho- clutching on for their life and hoping, or are you going to try and trade them out to some young manager that is naive
1: (laughs) i mean we are what game week through through 11 game weeks yeah because we had a fake one that didn't happen so effectively everybody's played 10 games which is just under a third of regular season if you're doing playoffs just over a quarter if you are not Mm. um the World Cup break is in six weeks. Um, yeah. So you still have a little bit of time that you could hold on. Well, technically, five game weeks left until the World Cup break. It needs yeah. to be very specific, right? So yeah. you get to game week 15, uh, or rather, you get to game week 17. This is math, math 101 <laughs> here I'm doing on the fly. And you're trying to figure out, hey, like, just under halfway in the season was it worth it right so i'm zooming forward to kind of come back and answer the question if you are top of the table middle of the table so let's say you're five and five or higher like five wins five losses yeah i think you could hold on yeah and for their life right i don't think you put yourself too far behind the eight ball i think if you're bottom of the table or like below 500 um from a win percentage perspective. Mm. I think you seriously consider it, right? Um yeah. like and by it I mean dropping them mm. through, or trading them. Trading. I wouldn't drop or trading them. I yeah. mean, it depends on the asset, but like yeah. I mean, if you're holding on to Emil Smith Rowe and other players that you know are out long term, yeah. I definitely would not be holding on to those players, but the ones that you call the um uh, Rhys James, ESM, ESAC. Yeah. I would definitely consider trading them if you do not have an injured reserve spot and you can't stash them, right? Because at the end of the day, you want to get points on the board and you want to be yeah. as high up in your table as possible. And sometimes you kind of need to zoom out because they're injured now, but who's to say that uh, down the road, even when they come back, that somebody else doesn't get injured, right? The thing about it is a season is long, so don't, don't, don't or uh, yeah, don't 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 try to predict too far in advance what is likely to happen, right? Yeah, and I mean by the time they come back, John Window is gonna be going like you might have new shiny toys, could be, and it will be the post World Cup break as well. As I said, like, yeah. you don't know what the state of uh, players will be coming back. Uh, the World Cup at this time of year and the climate and that kind of stuff. Like you actually don't know how folks will recover and reacclimatize because they're going to heat and then they're coming back to cold in europe (laughs) like you think about that they're actually going and doing a non-summer world cup like in somewhere that's warm and then they're gonna come back and be playing in the cold so i don't know (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah, tricky all right let's look at everton assets real quick
1: honestly i don't really like any of them (laughs) yeah but onana at what six percent or 26 percent? sorry um he looks industrious he got into a lot of good positions in that game. He has no finishing product. Um, <laughs> so that sucks because, I mean, for somebody who was that ambitious attacking, and attacking, a part of that could have been that Anthony Gordon was suspended. And I don't know. They were trying to do whatever they could do. The problem with Everton that was showing up is that they didn't know – how to actually deal with Spurs post the tactical, the forced tactical shift that uh, the injury to Richarlison ultimately um, brought on like the Tottenham side. Right. So from that perspective, what I learned from them is that they will be well drilled when they get extra time on the training pitch. Frank can get them into a well-drilled well-oiled machine. But if, like, things change. Like, the other manager makes one move, they're fucked. <laughs> so, I I don't know how to feel. I mean, the good things, the positives are, of course, that uh, Calvert-Lewin is back. And, as I said, mm-hmm. Anthony Gordon should be back from suspension. So, their injury situation is a little bit better. But, yeah, I don't really like their assets that much.
0: All right, uh let's move on to the big game on that Wednesday, Manchester United versus Spurs. Uh so McTominay, McToss, um 6% owned. He's coming back from suspension, but will he really displace uh Casemiro?
1: I don't think he'll displace Casemiro. I think he's more likely to displace Fred. Uh, mm. I don't think they they played I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know if they play that combination of McTominay and Casemiro as yet, but that would be my thought. I think overall this game. So if you zoom out, I think this game, coming off of what we learned in the last Spurs game versus Everton, where they had to go back to the three-five-two. I think this ends up being a battle of midfields. I think they have to start the three-five-two out of necessity. Yeah. Um. That was the post-game comments as well from Conte, where somebody was asking like, "Hey, like." How much did you think this changed it? Like, um, did you ultimately think that was the best option versus going to like Lucas Mora? And he's like, look, like at the end of the day, like, Busuma has been playing and he's been good. And like, that's a move that felt like the best option at that time. And I think that he goes back to that for a big game against United. Um,
0: I mean, if not Fred, thirteen percent. owned if he, he gets a start, I mean, don't roster him. I don't think people will really go waiver him. But I mean, pick him up as a free agent if he does get the nod, right? Um, he's yeah got uh, six yeah. ghosties, which is I'll healthy, agree. right?
1: That's the thing. I think when it comes to Fred, more so than McTominay, right? And I think it's mm. obviously reflecting in the ownership percentage. Yeah. I think Fred represents an attacking, a more attacking option than McTominay. Yeah. He's more likely to actually get into the box and be making these runs. Very similar to Onana, who we mentioned, like his finishing product is lackluster, leaves a lot to be desired. Um, But yeah, I don't think that you need to run out and grab any of these assets. But if you are in a bind at that point, um, because somebody didn't start the early games, or when you see the uh, the the four games that we just covered. That kickoff a little bit earlier and maybe if somebody isn't like playing and you want to stream somebody, it might not hurt to make a gamble on Fred or McTominay and then see which one of them actually gets to start. Because my guess is one of them gets to start alongside Casemiro, but I could be wrong, right? Yeah. Uh what about at Spurs? I mean, they've really been
0: um touching on this uh three in midfield a lot more, right? Uh moving away from the two in midfield.
1: Well I think they have to play it now, right? With Kulisevsky still out, with uh Richarlison now being out and he is currently not red flagged, but it seems from like he had a calf injury for people that didn't watch the game and even in the post game comments, I don't know if you saw that interview in Brazilian oh, yeah. that he was doing. He was he was crying, man. Like he was like oh, last shit. time I like he was like the last time I had this like calf injury was two months uh, to recover, right? So Damn. he already knows he already knows that he's out for a while. At least that's how it looked before the scans and that kind of stuff from his reaction. So you would imagine that they have to default to the three-five-two, and one can argue that the three-five-two actually works way better for them uh, because it, it actually sunny, links up. Yeah, it links up like Son and Kane. Not yeah. that you want to see Kane doing this drop deep, but it links them up to Hoiberg and. Benton core a mm. lot better. Right. It's yeah. telling that, of course, after the enforced change that of course, Everton didn't respond to that. Benton core got the assist for Hoiberg who got the goal. Right. So yeah. it's one of these things where they're not necessarily the most fluid attacking. They're not arsenal right in the style of play. Yeah. But to be able to be box to box and ultimately get that early one nil Go 1-0 lead that has them playing from ahead it gets them into a better sort of tactical position because then like they they could sit back and defend and they're good at that the opponent is chasing the game it allows them to then hit on the counter and there are no slouches on the counter so i like the the tactical battle that this like game sets up to be all right. Uh, so
0: now Thursday we've got two games. Uh, first one: Fulham versus Aston Villa. Uh, your boy Mitro is back in the fold. Um, but I think uh we're going to focus on our Jamaican Bobby Reed. Bobby Decorva Reed is that
1: his full name? Yep. Yep.
0: Twenty-eight percent owned. Uh, He doesn't strike me as a player I'd want to pick up, though, because from memory, he doesn't ghost too well. But the thing is, Aston Villa fucking suck.
1: I mean, I would challenge you on that. Go go pull up Bobby Reed literally right now and tell me that he doesn't ghost well. He has been ghosting really well so far this year. Yep, he has been. Um, okay, okay. With Mitrovic back, especially, like, he's getting shots. His shots aren't on target, though, which is a big problem. Mm. But he is getting shots. Uh, he is, like, w- I don't want to say he's. I don't, I don't think he's a rich... well. Okay, come, let, uh, let, let me, so let me say, I don't. I the not So, I don't want to say he's a rich man's IU, but I yeah. think that in terms of tackles, um, crosses, interceptions, clearances, like, I think he's one of these players that's just like. Industrious and putting in a shift. I feel like he used that word a little bit too much, but um, <laughs> I think working inside of like wingers or creative players that like to get out on the wing and wing backs that like to get out on the wing. Like he does a lot of dirty work on the inside. I would say it's it's like yeah, go for it, go for it.
0: I mean, I gotta counter. You know, he did sure. play out of position in this game where he where posted did he play? well. He played in fullback.
1: Oh, he played at fullback. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that's why he ghosted well, because you look at his previous games against West Ham: 90 minutes, only three points. Against Newcastle, he got the goal, 10.5 points. Against Nottingham Forest, he got 10 points with the assist. Before that, negative 0.5, 3, 4.5. You might be looking at your other league, Kyle.
1: <laughs> I am pulling it up because you know what? Like, I added him. No, and that's the thing, right? Like, this is another rant for another day, but honestly, he goes so well in the other league. <laughs> yeah. Because literally every single game, and these yeah. scorers are boosted, yeah. like, it's the halls. <laughs> yeah. Even in this game, and that's the thing, right? In this game, he put up, and this is me benchmarking, he put up <laughs> just as much points as the West Ham game in the adjusted scoring. That's crazy. So the fourteen point five in this league, like yeah. he put up twelve the week before. The week with the goal, he got thirty, and the week with the assist, he got nineteen point five. So he put up less, like like or equal points, irrespective of position, with the adjusted scoring in the other league. That's but, crazy. Yeah, that's a so, that's a longer conversation for a different so, day.
0: So I mean, I'm curious though. What are the extra categories that are boosting his scoring so well then?
1: So in this one, let me switch to the game week. <sighs> game week 11. I feel like we could cut this out the pod for people that are less <laughs> interested in conversation about Bobby DeCordova reed um, Pass completions, accurate crosses, interceptions. I'm looking to see ball recoveries. He had seven um, in this last game. But on the season, and we could go into detail, and this would be something that we probably bring back for a longer pod. Uh, I think he actually gets probably a lot more ball recoveries and such. That yes. boost his scoring. See now that's a kind which is a longer debate. Yeah, (laughs) longer debate.
0: Exactly, it should be in the fucking game, man. Anyways, let's let's move on to Aston Villa because I I don't think there's anyone other than Decorver Reed because Diop got the goal, still barely scored points after that. Like, yeah, let's move on to Aston
1: Villa, man. Which isn't even any better. I mean, if we go like closing the book on Fulham, like I think we shouted Harry Wilson being back. That might be the other one that we shout. The thing about it yeah. is that it's very quick turnaround um, between games. So they just played on Saturday. I mean, they they have a probably longest break because they play Saturday and now they're gonna play Thursday. But then yeah. the week, then they play on Sunday on the weekend, right? So coming back off injury, Harry Wilson got another twenty-seven minutes under his belt. I would be curious to see when he's ready to start a game. My guess is that he won't be ready to start a game until the weekend after. So when they play at home to Everton and then they have two Manchester or Manchester games back to back. Right. So I think Harry Wilson is the name that I would look, look zoom out and look at longer term because I think we're high on him. Once he is back in the starting lineup. All right. Yeah, I think, yeah, Definitely Stash Wilson. Uh, listen, he put up the numbers
0: in the past. Uh, I don't see why he can't do it moving forward. Um, Anyone else? Yeah, Villa we need to keep an eye on?
1: Villa, I mean, we talked about it already. Don't pick up Villa defenders, people. <laughs> like They're just going to get bullied by Mitrovic. Um, yeah, if boy. there's any assets, I'd say Douglas Luiz. I think he is... He, well, we talked about him in the last pod. <laughs> he actually signed his new contract. So guess what? He's not going anywhere. Uh, And now... With the um, Kamara injury, of course, he is nailed. Um, Only 23% owned though. And from that perspective, I think everybody should go out and grab him just as one of these steady Eddie's six to seven point floor and then could possibly put up double digits. But you would imagine that he averages over your long term closer to that six to seven. Um, If you need a player late in the game week, or, yeah, somebody isn't playing and you want, want to add a body, a warm body that is likely to play, Douglas Luiz is not a bad shout.
0: Yeah, because, man, Stevie G keeps pulling off the likes of Coutinho, McGinn, Buendia, so all the other guys aren't
1: getting 90 minutes. Well, they don't even, yeah. I'm. I, he has a lot of attacking options. I think that's part of the like, Villa debate. I'm curious when our correspondents submit their entries or if we need to... We need put to some questions. Yeah. We need to put some questions out there for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it'd yeah. be very interesting to get Villa fans' uh, opinion on what the right, quote unquote, right uh, attacking balance should be, right? Because Bundy and Coutinho didn't start the last game. Bailey and Ings were back, and I didn't watch the Chelsea game. But like every highlight I was seeing was they were peppering Keppa yep. with shots, and yep. he was being an acrobatic cat just. Pawing at everything. Um, and from that perspective, it seems like they were more bunctiful with like them in attack. Yep. I think Ming not Ming's Watkins is sacked yeah. <laughs> he is not being clinical. Uh Ings and like the wingers, like the wingers with Ings as a target man seems like a better attacking balance, but yeah. I don't I don't follow and care to follow Villa enough to know who should be best, and also I don't want to speculate on when eventually Stevie G will feel like he has nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> or if he'll be fired before them. Yeah. Uh, the only right. good thing, though, last yeah. good thing on it, only yeah. good thing, I think their fixtures are decent like for the next five, so that might be still a reason to look at Villa assets or hold on to them and start them.
0: Yeah, fair show. All right, final game, Leicester versus Leeds. Uh, so... I think last pod we suggested both uh world fast uh David Luiz two point basically and uh, Johnny Evans right though Johnny Evans has a broken red flag so I guess you gotta suggest world fast I mean home game um Leeds look like they had it all figured out and now they can't fucking score anymore though they got a penalty and Bamford fucking missed
1: it like you called it <laughs> yeah because Bamford is shit I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting because, of course, the thing with this game is Madison picked up his fifth yellow. So he is suspended for this game as well. Yep. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I could also see this game ending as another nil nil. Uh, yeah. If that's the case, like Fast has done well since he has come in and solidified himself as uh, a defensive partner for uh, what Chukma call his name. Johnny Evans. Yeah. I, he got, got man of the
0: match as well from Sky yeah, Sports. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, I, I, I forgot this United Legends name. Oh, man. Look at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, no. Johnny Evans didn't play the last game. No, he game, didn't play. Did he? Um, yeah. think, uh, what's his face? Amartis. Uh, right? yeah, Amartis started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, from that perspective, um, that defensive, like the Leicester defensive setup will still concern me, but yeah. they look solid or looked solid enough in this yeah. frustrating game against Palace that I could see this being the same game again against uh Leeds. And if that's the case, and I know afterwards we might talk a little bit about goalies. Uh fun facts. But <laughs> Ward is also not a bad show. Of course oh, I don't God. think you want to be waited <laughs> I I mean I think you would don't want to be waiting all the way to the last game to have a goalie that's going to play it, but yeah. he might not be a bad shout to play in the last game of the game week against Leeds.
0: Alright, final team, Leeds. Talk to us, Cal.
1: we Leeds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, quick review of their game. Look very, like, look fairly attacking. Look creative. I think they have a lot of Build-up play, but then they didn't have any finish. Bamford came on at halftime and promptly went about missing a pen. Literally just missing it. Um, It'll be interesting to see when they feel like they're back to their best. Because, of course, Bamford is working himself back and Rodrigo is working himself back. And they're not the same leads that look like if they were shot out of cannon at the beginning of the season. They're in a terrible run. Um, where the last six games they've lost four and drawn two. Ooh. They haven't been... Yeah, they've not been scoring goals. So, uh, yeah, I could see this being another nil-nil. I mean, from that perspective, I think the best bet is Liam Cooper, who is back and ghosting like a MF. Um, <laughs> and he's still only 24% on, so... Yeah, it's another one of these things where I don't know if you want to be waiting to the last game to have a player or to be relying on a player, but if you are, Liam Cooper might be the best shout of the lowly owned players. And then uh the same sort of regulars from before, like Mark Rocca and Tyler Adams. I actually in my pecking order and they alternate in points every week, but I yeah. feel like I like Tyler Adams more than Mark Rocca. Um, like eye test. I test wise. Yeah. Um but they're both I don't want to say interchangeable, um, but yeah, they're both interchangeable to me. So I'd say Liam Cooper is the one that you want to target and then everybody else. I mean, Christensen, I think we were high on him and bidding on him yeah, he's early in the season, tripped. but uh, yeah, I don't think he's turned out to be as good of an option as we would have thought. The only other thing that I would shout is that uh, Luke Hailing is back and training, and you would imagine that he wants to reclaim a starting spot. I don't think he had the best season last season. I think he was a decent asset, and he was nailed. Like, a nailed start of the first season that they got promoted. Um, But I wouldn't be, like, fishing in those waters at this point. Same thing for Junior Firpo and <laughs> Klitsch and Cock and all these things, man. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Okay.
0: Um. Okay. Perfect time. Let's take our half-time pint. We'll take a break. Um, and we'll be back with some questions and a bit of data, maybe. All right. See you in a bit. And we are back. All right. Uh, So I know we're going to jump into questions, but Ryan submitted a dad joke. And I read through it, and it's really fucking terrible. So fair warning. This is a really bad joke. If you hate it, just DM Ryan. Tell him, stop. <laughs> okay, so Kyle, you haven't read this, so you're hearing this for the first time. Um, so, after losing to Liverpool, the Man City team were a bit down, and they figured a nice night out with a team dinner would do them well. Of course, those involved in the game were wallowing in their defeat, so it fell to Riyad to book a restaurant for everyone. They get to the restaurant, and the maitre D asks, "Good evening. What name for the reservation?" Riyadh steps forward and says, "My reservation is under the name Riyadh."
1: That's bad. Yeah, that's very bad. It's but really poor. A lot. I-, I appreciate the time and effort that went into writing that. <laughs> I was gonna say coming up with it, but I think coming up with it was one thing, but then to type it and send it. Yeah, he committed to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Props to him. Clearly, I mean, this is a PSA to him. If he's going to submit these terrible jokes, he should come on the pod and actually read them. Yeah, agreed. All right. Um, We got some questions. So one
0: from Twitter, one from Discord. Uh, You want to answer or you want to ask?
1: I mean, I can ask them. All right. Um, Go for it. First question was from Discord, which we'll plug everyone. Go to our Twitter, and then you'll see the link to Discord. Uh, But this one's from someone88. The question came in in the middle of the games, (laughs) and it was very timely. So the the comment was, not watching the games, yet checking the live scoring tab on the app compulsively. Do I have a problem? Not at all. This is absolutely normal behavior. Yeah, I'm like, if I'm watching the games and I'm checking the live scoring tab, do I have a problem? (laughs) Because I know what's happening. I can see it literally on my screen, but I need to get the, 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 the validation of seeing the points update, right? Honestly, I think it's fine. I think, honestly, there's more scoring options which make live scoring relevant in fan tracks. I think when you're doing it for FPL, like, you have a problem. <laughs> you're, just, you're just pulling down to refresh to see that nothing changed. Absolutely nothing changed.
0: I, I mean, there are more changes in fan than FPL when you hit that refresh
1: button, right? Yeah, there's nothing. At, like, my thing with FPL is that you could just turn on a... Like an alert? Yeah. Well, most apps... Well, if you use whatever, Fantasy Football Fix or yeah. any of these other ones that load in your team, it'll just send you a push notification when points are added or when you're, like, your player actually does score a goal or assists. Um, but yeah, you could just literally go and turn on alerts for one of the Fantasy Football or like the FPL alert bots and get all the goal actions, card actions... Right there, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, listen, if if this um refreshing, though, this compulsive, you know, checking every now and then sort of thing is affecting, like, your mental health and you feel like you're just upset, just maybe take a break. Maybe go, I don't know, go spend time with your family. Go do something else. Because you hitting that refresh button is not going to change anything
1: on that pitch. It will not. Especially given, as I said, FPL. Like, you can't even change your lineup, right? Like, you can't actually go and... Make a tactical move. It isn't impacting, like, because this is actually. I don't want to say this is troubling behavior because this is normal behavior. I think you have to check, uh, for compact game weeks with different kickoff times. You have to check an hour before for lineups. Yeah. So, I'd say is checking fan tracks literally at ten or one, like ten. And once ten and one second for the green and red check marks problematic behavior? A little bit. But you need that edge. You need it. You can't be replying to people texting you and paying attention to your family or any of this type of stuff. You need to be picking up somebody off the free agent pool, right? So yeah. I mean, that being said, I've found even when I played competitive leagues last
0: season. Sometimes not rushing for lineups and letting other people make the mistake of overthinking and picking stuff up in a panic. Like you show up half an hour late, pick up
1: whoever's left, and it might pay off that way too. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. If you didn't plan ahead for it, and if you got caught out, like if your bench was a stack with a replacement and all this stuff, don't sweat it. Like, just chill, just chill. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you so much for cool. your question. Uh, we move on to the Twitter one next.
1: Yeah, next one's from Robbie P at Atima and his question was, thoughts on any players who didn't get a start this weekend, but might for the midweek games due to rotation? Thinking of guys like Pulisic, maybe. So, he asked specifically about Chelsea, who we kind of talked about, and we candidly said, literally, Potter might chop and change that entire squad. But any other under-the-radar, I don't want to call them cameos, but players that have pedigree and quality but haven't had playing time that you would be looking out for?
0: That's a tough one, boy. Um, like uh, Two teams maybe come to mind with managers that kind of rotate or Southampton maybe, but do you really want to gamble on that? I mean, like El Unus is in and out. El did well this game week, right? Um. Other than that, I'm thinking hmm, maybe wolves. But no, again, another fucking shit team. (laughs) Like the options are terrible. The options are like honestly, go go grab Chelsea because in our league, uh, uh, Gallagher was dropped as well. No,
1: that was a business decision. (laughs) I had, to, I had to make the call to not have the lowest score this week, man. Come on. I had to zoom out and realize that, yeah, if I kept him for Brentford and then he's going to get dropped against United, like, I might as well drop drop him now and try to make sure I didn't have the lowest score.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to see. I, I think only really just Chelsea, man. Do you have any other suggestions for this?
1: Yeah, but I mean, even at a player level, like on Chelsea, I think it's only Pulisic really that you might, think ultimately comes on and he didn't play at all this uh against Aston Villa, right? So he should be quote unquote fresh. Um maybe West Ham? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, but like West Ham, I don't even know if like, like Antonio was red flagged before the game. I think he came on for a couple minutes at the end, so you might end up getting like that rotation. I, I would say West Ham if you look at uh the options like Ben Rama and lanzini like players like that maybe maybe you end up with some rotation i would say Benrama over lanzini i think lanzini is trash too um but i think they're short for options corne is still injured i believe um actually yeah i yeah i think he's still injured he didn't return to training as yet so
0: maybe fabio vera from arsenal
1: that's a good shout fabio vera did come on um Towards the end of that game, I want to say that we have thought he is a decent shout, yeah. but in the last couple of cameos, he hasn't ever done really anything. At that point, you would be hoping for the quality of the team to pull up, up well, to pull through. But the thing with Javier is that he has the blank game week this game week. So it's yeah, the game week after that, right? My bad. So there you go. So that's the thing. Like, is like there are options like this out there? Uh, honestly, I think at this point, like with this like quick turnaround, this game week as an example is gonna be a test of your bench, like your overall yeah. squad. Yeah. So we'll see who who went out and built good squads. Yeah. Uh, or maybe you just chalk it up as a quote unquote schedule loss, right? Like yeah. you have like Ryan, you have three premium city players and you're not going to drop them. And maybe you have one other Arsenal player. So you're down four of your 10 outfield players and you just plug with whoever you have on the bench, whatever warm body, and you let the chips fall wherever they may, right?
0: Yeah, maybe uh, Nottingham Forest, because they have so many squad players, they might also rotate as well while they kind of find a winning formula. Um. And the you know to kind of touch on your point before we move on from this question is like you said, if you count this as a loss, chances are it'll even out later on in the season when the double game week falls in your favor
1: exactly that that mathematically should work out, but yeah. who knows, right, yeah. Alright, um, so before we wrap
0: things up, I was wondering whether we should just kind of touch on the data. We won't do a full data dump. I think what we'll do is after game week 11, 12, 13, be f- like previewing game week 14, we can maybe do a three game week data dump. But were there any outliers or things you kind of noticed from um, the regular categories that we kind of look at?
1: Not a lot of key passes. I think the highest were four. There were no like individual outliers. Um, it was sort of the regular suspects, but uh, like Trippier, Cresswell, Perisic up there. Um, Jota was in the key pass yeah. top tier this week, and that was good to see. I think he's been a good addition back to the league now that he's fit. But he has um, a broken red flag again. Why? Yeah, because he got subbed off at the end, but I don't think it was a serious injury. I, mm. I, well, actually, now I'm reading the comments, and Klopp said, I have no idea how bad it is. If Diogo goes <laughs> down, it's not good. Uh, so <laughs> let's wait and see what happens there. Uh, but he's highly owned anyway. But I, I, I think he looked really good in the game. It's remarkable for such a tiny man how he has such a high leap. That's the thing that I always, like, commend Jota on. (laughs) He jumps very high, man. Yeah, Um, I mean, if you... So,
0: I'm just looking at, like, the groups of, like, four key passes, three key passes. There's, like, three West Ham players in there. There's three Man City players in there. There's three Brighton players in there. I don't know if we can pull anything from that, really. Like...
1: Yeah, I mean... West Ham... (laughs) <laughs> eh, eh, eh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> I think I think the problem with Esam is ultimately who's going to score off these key passes. That's a fundamental thing that we still don't know. It's Kamaka look good, and yeah. like Boyan in theory, is looking better, and Paqueta is getting into better positions, but who's actually putting the ball in back in net, right? Like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's good to see the two wingbacks putting up key passes, but ultimately yeah. who's going to score, right? Um City is City, and they're not playing this week, but yeah, they looked... I didn't see the XG for the game. I don't know if you had it for City-Liverpool, but they looked like if they deserved something. And they did have the ball in the back of the net. It was called back for the foul, and yeah, like, ultimately, Liverpool played the crowd and ultimately had enough momentum that they secured the win. But we don't have them as options for this week, but that's definitely what we would expect from City, and then Brighton, I think we similarly would expect that if they're going to be attacking and they have this plethora of attacking players, that they'll be up there for key passes, so that'd be my thoughts on it. There's Spurs players up there as well, right? Um, Ben Davies, Harkin, Perisic, but they don't score enough, like, yeah. i I say, it'll be interesting to see, of course, the midfield battle, like, against United, what that looks like, but They're not free-scoring, and that's kind of sucky. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, the other way you can kind of look at it is that, you know, because West Ham had created so many chances, Southampton is a defense that's weak, and you can kind of target. Similarly, Brentford let up a lot of chances, so maybe your Chelsea attacking assets might be, you know, like your Pulisic's and stuff, like like Robbie was suggesting, you could kind of punt there. So, there's two ways to kind of look at it. Um, I'm c- c- Quickly looking at the shots, like you said, Um, West Ham having all these chances and no one putting it at the back of the net. L- Lucas Paqueta topped the shots attempted category with eight of them this game week. Only two on target. And then
1: Skamaka yeah. with seven shots attempted, only one on target. That's crazy. Yeah, I told you. They were up there, man. And watching that game, Paqueta looked like the best that I've seen him. He was getting in really good positions and literally doing nothing. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a good sign to see them try to figure it out, but they're figuring this out on the fly, and they're not sharp. I don't think they find it this coming game week, but... Hopefully they do. I think they're... Yeah, they're they're positive signs. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely positive signs. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't want Liverpool fans getting too cocky in our league, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, if I was to shift not even the standard categories, I know you will go through them. But one thing that we called out and we buried the lead on this was... Just look at top scoring players for this entire last game week, and four out of the five of them being goalies is madness. madness. Absolutely. It is insane. And I mean, you talked about it just now, David Raya being up there yeah. like conceding a shit ton of shots yeah. <laughs> and literally saving a hundred percent of them, keeping the clean sheet and ending up on twenty six point five. Allison being the top scoring player this game week, getting the clean sheet and uh, the and the assists right like the six shots on target that they conceded against city Kepa freaking being a cat con- like conceding seven shots and saving all seven and Guaita who is the lowest owned of this bunch like coming in like fifth highest scoring this game week 13 percent owned and he conceded six shots and saved all six right so it's one of these things where it's just like, yeah, like, these defenses were not necessarily the best, but their keepers kept them in the games, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. I give keepers such a
1: hard time, and look at them. They're fucking monsters. Look, I, I, that's what I'm saying. We need to have our rolling keeper segment now to yeah. keep track of the keepers are doing, which yeah. is also funny because I shit on most of these keepers and touted Pickford and Neto last week, and they gave me they give jack shit <laughs> yeah um i mean before we sign things
0: off uh i do want to ask you uh would you be throwing everything at amateur managers um to try and get him because he's getting chances to play football again and we know how good an asset he can be i mean in previous seasons he's gone as a
1: second round pick almost Everything? How how much is everything? Like, give me a a trade construct. Reese James for Adamatry. Hmm. So Adamatry for the next five games. He is at Crystal Palace, home for Leicester, at Brentford, home for Brighton, and at home for Arsenal before the break. He started the last two games. Um, and put up. Eight points and 15.5. Uh, that eight points was obviously at Chelsea and when they lost. Um, I guess he did start the West Ham game as well. So three starts on the trot. Um, put up five shots in these three games, no shots on target. But he's a dribble monster and he has the pedigree, as you mentioned, in past seasons of averaging what twelve point five in nineteen twenty and ten point two in twenty and twenty one. Also, there's the rumor that Nuno might be coming back to Wolves. <laughs> so that's when he was under Nuno in nineteen twenty and twenty twenty one, right? So I would say yes. <laughs> um, it's a little bit short sighted and obviously it's a little bit contingent on your need for a play or for a forward specifically. So if you could give up a defender like Reese and get, Tra uh, not Tri Triore, I would definitely do it. Um, because I think that forwards are scarce. So yeah, all that to say that yeah, I'd do it. Cool, food for thought. Um, I think
0: uh we can sign off now. Any final piece of advice, uh, thoughts before I mean we enter this blank game week, little fixture congestion.
1: It's more fixture congestion fixture congestion than a blank game week, right? Unless you were, well, you were probably high up in your table if you were stacked with all city or all Arsenal, given their starts to the season. Um, well, depending on which Arsenal assets, Arsenal attacking, not Arsenal defenders, they're a uh, wild, wild west. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I'd say if you're in that predicament, Hopefully, now you get to use your squad. Uh, you get to rotate in some players. If you were in that predicament, though, it also means that you're probably high up in your table. So, whatever. You could also just take the loss this week and get back to winning ways the game week afterwards. Um, Of course, City won't be playing this week, right? Like, Arsenal is playing their European game. So, City gets rest, which is another thing to think about. So... Good luck to whoever they're playing the week afterwards. Um, And then, yeah, just more broadly, if you're not in that position and you're dealing with just the fixture congestion, like, don't be afraid to chop players and pick up players. That's what I believe in. Don't don't be emotionally attached to anyone. Just drop them. Just drop them. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I'm really glad that you're
0: playing Ryan Um, when he's missing Phil and Akanji, Stones, Holland. I hope we can finally break his fucking win streak. I'm tired of this shit.
1: <laughs> That's the goal. There you go. We, we're playing two entirely different philosophies. He's stacked with all the premium players, and I am like the last chance saloon. I am just like, bring me whoever wants to just start and let me get a good performance out of them.
0: Yeah. All right awesome um yeah for me just i mean have fun man like ross always says enjoy don't stress out too much about like i would i would say don't break your good roster apart just to get that win like if it's too tough just take the l enjoy the football enjoy your week move on to the weekend it's a long season sage advice (laughs) all right listeners we'll catch you on the next episode then peace